0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Sports Tales. My name is Shubh and I still have Nico with me and we are still discussing Borussia Dortmund. On today's episode we will be discussing the Dortmund's philosophy is winning everything. So do Dortmund want to be in Bayern Munich's shoes or are they happy with what they are doing at the moment and a suggestion at the end from their dearest and their lifelong childhood fan, Nico. Welcome back. Nico, you, uh, you were saying that because of the change in management, the 400 investors decided to like, okay, put all their faith in, in the new management and Vatska, he's still he's still at his position, still doing a pretty good job, I would say. But yeah, firstly, I want to touch upon How much of the philosophy has changed in terms of money management, you know, because almost at the brink of bankruptcy and then Watska comes in and now the Dortmund philosophy which transfers is completely different. You buy young, you develop them and then you sell at a profit. It's insane. I want your opinion. What do you think about this? Strategy that they have implemented at the moment. Are, are they are they just becoming a club that is buying uh, buying the young players, developing them, then making a profit, or they've just lost ambition?
1: Well, I think this is, um, and I also have to mention, um, it's exactly the strategy you um, you just mentioned. buying young talented players, develop them, and then sell them for a high price. This is the strategy we are going going so far started this strategy when the club came because he was into young players and he, was, uh, he was really good in developing young players and, um, and trust them how do
0: you feel yeah. as a fan because the season alone they have they have Reiner they bought uh, Billingham they have Sancho and Haaland yeah. the average age is, age is 18 years
1: yeah. it's, I, I, I totally agree with this um, strategy and I'm into this strategy I mean what is the alternative that you again by Expensive players, and then they might fail, and then you lose a lot of money, and then you might sell them to a for a much lower price. This could be the alternative. And the alternative is not buying young players right now. It's not buying young players and prolong their contract, paying them, paying them money. This is not. We are not at this point so far. So the only strategy which is working uh, is buying young talented players, and Dortmund has become a Dortmund has become a, a club. City, which has a very good reputation in Europe and in the whole world for yeah. young players. So yeah. they, um, they have the chance in Dortmund to play constantly, not going to other clubs, to so big European clubs, Manchester United, where, at, where they might sit on the bench, exactly. Um, so we have become a very good address in Europe for young talent and players, and this is, this is the only strategy which is working and where we can narrow the gap between Bayern Munich.
0: But on this, you mean on a financial front, because then I want to come to this question because Bayern are winning and they are going to be winning. Which leads me to the second question is, okay, you are fine with this strategy because the alternative is your club dissolving, which you don't want. All well and good. But is there a point in time where you will feel, okay, all good with the strategy, but now I don't want to be selling these young players and make profit because my club is stable and now is the time that I want my club or I want to see my club winning again. When when does that...
1: We you are winning... We are winning, right? Not maybe not the championship, but still we are winning. And we are, in the last years we had, we were quite successful, I would say, and on European level and also a national league. I mean, we, we didn't won the championship, but still, we um, don't have to win the champ. The championship always are um, have big success on, on European level. These cannot be our expectations. So we should go this way until we can keep those players. Yeah, be able to pay a bigger center because it's the, this is the Unfortunately, it's the most important thing, right? Also for young players that they have like a high salary. We cannot compare with the the salary with Bayern Munich. We cannot yeah. pay the same salary. So, and um, of course, it it um, it breaks my heart when a young player like when when Götze left to Bayern Munich, or when when Hummels left to Bayern Munich, when all these talented young guys Shinji Kagawa, and then also it was talking um, talking about the Dortmund right now. It was clear from the moment when Erling Haaland joined the team. He signed the contract it was clear that he won't stay in Dortmund for the rest of his life but we sell him we sell him in the next two hopefully maybe three years we're mm-hmm. gonna sell him for much more money right but this is the it is the strategy and we have to we have to um, accept it and get used to it and also Sanchoville or, or Bellingham jina I mean they're all talented um we will see what the future brings and um, if we have I think we have right now a, quite a, a really really impressive team at it's a nice mixture between
0: youth and youth experience
1: and experience players. Exactly on the experience side, of course, Roman Bürki as a goalkeeper, Mats Hummels, Henrik Schan, Axel Wittze, Marco Reus, yeah, really good, still good playing um, players, um, experienced players, and then on the, on the other hand, you have this wild young generation, which is fun to watch.
0: Yeah. So, but what happens in case of it's it's working out? Because we see it in the open, in the media that most of it is working out. Like, for example, with Dembele, bought for 13.5 million, sold to Barcelona for more than 120. With Pulisic as well, sold for 58. Then with with Sancho, bought for 8 million. He's going to go for another 100 plus. But then, there, of course, there, there's been the other side to the coin with, with the case of Emre Mor, who was dubbed as the next Turkish Messi. He was bought for nine and he left to Celta Vigo for 12. And what about Jakob Larsen? He went to Hoffenheim. Then there was another one, Matthias Hugginter.
1: But, yeah, I mean, you cannot, you cannot expect by always young players, you cannot expect that every each of these these players will explode and be the next superstar, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, and I have to mention that Michael Zorc, who, um, who is the sporting director of Borussia it's mainly his it's his success. Yeah, also, he brought all these talented players to Dortmund. He convinced them he his team convinced him to to Dortmund, and he did a really really good job in the past. And as I said, you cannot expect from from every young player that he's becoming
0: the next superstar. I was actually last week. I was reading an article from a journalist called Jonathan Liu. He basically was asking the question: So, is is Borussia Dortmund the club where dreams are made, or is it a glorified feeder club? So, basically, a production line, you know. One person comes in, second leaves. So Lewandowski left, obameyang came in with immobile. They left, Alcasa was there. Alcasa left, now it's Haland. So, but isn't it everywhere like this? Which which player is playing. But this is how ha- but the examples that I mentioned are in the last five years. And I'm saying clubs have cycles when they re- replace their players when a cycle is over. So you said that, yeah, it's okay if that this is the Dortmund way for you. But do you think like all British Dortmund fans are okay with the fact? Or you always have examples where they are not happy with the management and they want to start winning. And by winning, because you said that we are winning, uh, Dortmund is winning. But when I said winning, I mean by winning the championships. Yeah, I'm
1: pretty sure that not, I mean, I know that not everybody is, uh, but I would say the majority is wanting the way of the management of Borussia yeah. Dortmund. But yeah, of course. At some point, all of us want success, right? That's why why we are. That's, that's this is the biggest wish of of every supporter, each supporter of the club, right? That's success. That's why you're supporting a club because you want to have your team playing successfully, within championships. And I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it will come. It will come. We uh, we need to we need to follow the strategy maybe a few more years, and then and then maybe we are able to. To keep these these kind of players and give them a a perspective um, a perspective not only um, telling them hey you can be sure that you play in Champions League every game no they want a perspective in terms of hey we are playing this year like our goal is to reach at least uh, the the semi final of the Champions League right want to win big um, big national and European championships because this is the dream of this is the dream of uh, each player right to win championships and this is one thing we cannot offer right now for uh, in the at least not on a, on, a, on a European level but yeah I think also this season I mean I'm saying this every season but I think this season we
0: next season will be our season as a Liverpool fan <laughs> but last season was our season yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I mean yeah let's, uh, let's see and hope we can always hope but I think this season we are quite a good mixture yeah it's, it's so much in this day. Yeah, Richard. while knowing that some of the players, also sunshine, happy that he stays one more year. and yeah. I'm, I'm happy. This is also a good good job of Peter uh, And um, but he will he will leave next year, and then that's by the way, Oba Young, He left Borussia Dortmund. He went to Arsenal. This is not this is not a club. It's not pitch. an upgrade. Yeah. yeah, it's not an upgrade. It's not an yeah. not an upgrade in terms of uh, winning titles or something. It was just an upgrade in in terms of getting a higher salary. Yeah. Right? this is this is the
0: only. That's major. the only upgrade money. You mentioned uh, about the mixture of youth and experience, uh, which is what uh, the title winning squad, with it was averaging 23 years and that's really young for, for a squad. And I was thinking because I feel, yeah, you mentioned it because you're a fan, like this year you have a good feeling about it. But I also maybe because I don't know, firstly, the, the biggest common factor is always Bayern. And uh, how much, yeah, and how much of the desire do they have to do they do they want to go on and win another championship? Maybe with the league, it's still hopefully it's still not a sweep and it doesn't come easy to them. But yeah, with 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 the four players that I just mentioned, average age almost nineteen, you know, once in a generation or like once in a decade, there's this team that just blows you away. And because Klopp's team was average age twenty three, do you do you get a feeling that maybe this time? The defense is still a bit shaky. Do you think the forward line is just going to blitz through through the title or take you close to the title, uh, like like Wolfsburg did in 2008?
1: Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. We have to be we have to be also good in, in the defense, and this is this is maybe our our weak point, yeah, the defense line. But um, I think Lucien Favre is um, compared to Klopp. and we always compare with Klopp. like these Dortmund fans, right? Well, nice. <laughs> experience the, the, the glory days with your club i'll do that in four years time so <laughs> we always compare current trainers current coaches with uh, with your club and that's a big mistake by the way uh, not only for us also the newspapers and the media they compare so it's not, uh, it's, not it's not an easy job for a coach in, uh, in Angeles, right? because they always compare um, the, the current coach with uh, with your club but what I wanted to say is that um, Lucian Parva, such a good professional in, in analyze things, philosophy, right? Um, he's not a motivator like Klopp. Yeah. No one, no one is like a motivator like as <laughs> Klopp. But Lucian Parva, I think he can manage to to build up a defense. We all know that this is not the best defense, but I think he can manage in the way he's giving them examples, train them, analyze games and analyze opponents. He can give them. Maybe more stability and yeah. If we have this stability um, in the defense line, we have it in the goal with Roman Vuki. So He's, a very very good goalkeeper. Fan. Yes. And yeah, with the with the forward line, this is I would say on one level fine. Yeah, pretty much. Which actually,
0: yeah. Speaking speaking of coaches, you're just saying and yeah, it's you can't say like it's it's not fair to compare anybody with flop, but you shouldn't. That's the first thing. But also what is the philosophy with coaches right now with with Borussia Dortmund? They had, so Klopp left exactly like five years ago. And since that, you are on the fourth coach already. What's happening with the chopping and changing? What is exactly the philosophy? And also all all the coaches to mention, Tuchel, Bosch, Stroger, and now Lucien Favreau. Everybody brings
1: a different philosophy with them. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. we are still uh, looking for the right philosophy for the right coach. Um I think the the mistake in the first years after 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 you came Thomas Topper, which is on a social level mm-hmm. the complete
0: complete difference. Where was that? Or how was that?
1: He was um same as Faber. he was very much into the game, he would analyze a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he was not like his social intelligence, I would say. Talking, talking, social level, talking talking close to the team, he wasn't he wasn't the best, he was he couldn't motivate the players. Um he, yeah, he was, uh, and he's still, I think he's a weird character, uh, who was also not willing to, best- you also have to, I mean, you have to see that Jurgen Klopp was not, has not, had not only a good um, connection to the team, but also to the, to the management. Um, Michael Zorc, the sport director, hans and Jurgen Klopp, they were friends. Right? Yes. They were, they had like a, they had such a close relationship and they trusted each other so much. It was clear that, um. Coaches who came after Kropp, it, it, it wouldn't work like this anymore, right? It's also something where the management has to has to change, you know, like in terms of how if we're getting a new coach, we have to accept that this guy is a, is a different one and he's he's working differently than Klopp. And um, the thing with Tuchel while he left at the end, he was quite successful. Right? Yes, he was. He was uh, he was really successful. I mean, we were so close in his first season to win the to win the champion German national league, and then we won in the second year the DFB Cup, which was which was his last game at the end. Yes. Why? Because he he was successful, but he had um, um, it was also this season where this bomb attack was on the on the German uh, on the on the Dortmund bus. Um, and he didn't behave the way the Dortmund management was expected. They had they had fights they had arguments and then at the end they decided to to let him go which was I don't know I I think Tukl is a really really good coach but you don't have these insights right you you don't know exactly what happened there and how he behaved but I think at the end he was um, he was the wrong coach for Borussia and then the two other guys who followed Peter Stöger and Bosch who we thought that Peter Stöger was more or less an interviews coach I would say he was not the first first choice. But also Peter Bosch, he didn't got really close to the team. He couldn't convince the team of his philosophy. Lucian right now he has, a, he has a different standing in the team. I think a lot of players respect him, he's a very respected person in, in the team. But he's not that that buddy, you know, like you're close, yes. like hey man, get get your ass up and, um, and rock this show. He's, he wouldn't he wouldn't say this to his players, right? he's more analytic. But do you think like Borussia Dortmund should the
0: club? be setting a philosophy that the managers need to stick to and then hire the right managers that connect with the club's identity or do you think coaches come in and then they get their philosophy through oh yeah because this is this is the mess that's happening now to Bosch, bosh everybody's bringing down philosophy and then it's now a complete mess and now Dortmund can't identify who they are
1: yeah um i agree this is uh, this is, I think the biggest thought. I mean, before you hire a new coach, right, you all have, you have various conversations, various meetings, and in these meetings, the management tells the, the coach this is our philosophy, can you identify with this philosophy? So, in the first place it's always the philosophy of, of Borussia Dortmund, what they are expecting from the team, what they're expecting how they play, how, they, how they're how going to connect with the fans, the way they play so in these meetings, they of course they're talking about the philosophy, and every coach if they, if you have a, if you have a job interview, of course you Of course you agree with the management's philosophy, right? You, you would agree and say yes. I'm, of course I'm playing this philosophy, and I totally agree, and I'm, I'm the right guy.
0: Everybody. Do you think? Of course the management is. I mean it's it's one of the best managements in in the world of football. But do you think there's something lacking with the management as well? Because you don't want a yes coach. Klopp wasn't a yes coach. I mean he he's he's a straightforward guy. If he doesn't like something, he will let you know. But he's also a person with human and social intelligence, like you mentioned, he, he works on emotion. But that's not to say that his tactics are are bad. But when, when the Dortmund board is hiring or looking for the next manager, like from the outside, do they already have an idea that this guy could be somebody who can identify with our philosophy? Or is it only during the interview processes that this is happening? And then the coach is like, "Yes, because it's Dortmund, because it's going to put him on the footballing map." He will be like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah."
1: As a manager, you wouldn't, uh, wouldn't choose or you wouldn't invite a possible coach. You wouldn't invite him for a job interview if you, if you haven't done research. If you haven't observed his way of playing. Yeah? yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't observed the, the way he's talking to his former team, you know, I think this is a. Um, they talk to a lot of. People in advance, you know, before they before they invite them to a job interview, and I'm yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that the management is choosing coaches where they are sure of they follow the, the philosophy.
0: So of course, uh, Tuchel got into a lot of argument, and then he couldn't get along with the board. What went wrong with with Bosch?
1: Well, Bosch was uh, was playing this uh, this football, this offensive football, right? scoring a lot of goals, uh, he was playing that, and he came from, um, correct me, he came from Ajax, Ajax Amsterdam, and, and with uh, with Ajax he was playing exactly the same football as the philosophy says we should play in Dortmund, right? yes. so forward, pressing, and um, scoring a lot of goals. We scored a lot of goals with Bosch, yeah? three, four, five goals in a game, but our defense line was, was horrible. We had good players at the defense line, but we got too many goals, and our defense defense line was shit. And our performance was not stable. We were always we were winning five games, and then we were losing three games against opponents like Dynamo, Augsburg, or something. You know, we were we were performing great in the big games, but we couldn't transfer this to the team. Like, hey guys, this is Augsburg, but still we have to. I want to see 100%, and we couldn't transfer that. That feeling. That's why he left, which was a, which was the right decision, in my opinion. Now in Leverkusen, Bosch is now in Leverkusen, he's playing the exact same, same football. He's, uh, so from his philosophy, right, playing forward, pressing, he was the right guy in Dortmund. But in terms of
0: Talking talking to the team, pushing the team, motivate the team in the right way, he was he was obviously at the I want to ask you as firstly a fan and from yeah, from a fan's perspective, what next for your beloved football club? What comes next? Firstly with the season, maybe we could also get to do this at the end of the season and reflect on this episode that we are recording now. But what are you looking forward to? in the season and what next do you hope to um, quite excited actually for this team. I mean this this whole um, pandemic thing is um, do you think also because of the pandemic it also gives a very small but a chance a window where you could actually strike Bayern again?
1: No I wouldn't say I mean it's, it's a disadvantage at the end that we are not playing in front of 80,000 people um, right because this was always especially in big games against Bayern Munich and also on a international level this is always a big advantage right for us playing in, in this stadium. So I wouldn't say the pandemic is a is an advantage for us or could be could be seen positive uh, in terms of winning winning titles or something. But I don't know, I have as I said before, I always have a good feeling um, before the season. But this season um, as I said we have quite a good mixture between experienced and young players. Like the young players are so talented, they are so they are so hungry. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's also a good vibe in the team when you see how the young players interact with each other. I mean, I follow them on various social media channels, Twitter, Instagram and everything, and you see these um, insights, you know, about how they act with each other. Um, it gives me a good feeling and um, yeah, what I'm expecting. Um, I'm expecting at least one, one title. It can be either the, the DFB. DFB the German Cup or the... Um,
0: Champions League always welcome.
1: <laughs> I, always like, I mean, um, if you if you saw the uh, our group now yeah it's doable it's uh, who it's are you guys playing again uh, Saint Petersburg Lazio Rome and Artur-Burg, our our group in Champions League this year Saint Petersburg Lazio Rome and Brugge for sure doable
0: and also like finish first but hopefully finish. then not meet. You went to Sabasa. Yes, that would, would be nice, and if you okay, compare to the last years, we had always a
1: difficult group, like last year with uh, Inter Mailand and Barcelona. Uh, it was quite a tough group. So this is doable. So I'm pretty sure we're reaching um, round sixteen, and then yeah, let's see, uh, let's see where we where we go. But um, yeah, I have high expectation Also, very much looking forward <laughs> to uh, to see the Supermoko in play playing the season for but, uh, uh I
0: was gonna, I was gonna come to that. Yeah, which uh, Mokoko, Bradley Fink, Emmanuel Ferry. What do you think of these guys?
1: Um, all very talented guys, uh, which come from the youth of Borussia Dortmund. So we, looked, uh, we, we haven't bought them from European top clubs, from European um, academies. No, this is... Uh,
0: these are homegrown. The pride German of Dortmund. Dortmund
1: youth. And this is where also Mario Götze came from. Where... Uh, Royce. Marco Royce. Where Marco Royce came from, you know, where... This is this is always something special because the people in Dortmund they can they can identify with that more easily um, than with I don't know the Sancho, which comes from Manchester City from the academy John was at Dortmund can as, as a fan can much more identify. You used to coconut plays four years in Dortmund and he was he was scoring goals like crazy and everybody is hoping since years hey when is this guy becoming 16 and now they changed the law Dortmund did this request to the to the German league and. Um, that he, if he can play with 16, and everybody agreed, and in November he's becoming 16, and also the other guys I don't know their age, but they, uh, this is our future. Yeah? So, and I feel like because we uh, we had this topic about um, getting young talented players develop them, and then sell them. I think we have um, we have higher chances if we um, if these players come from from Dortmund, right? If we develop them in Dortmund and they grew up in Dortmund,
0: you know, a much, much
1: stronger connection to the team and to the city. And they might stay. They might stay longer and not leave um, when they get the first offer for 50, 60 million and the, uh, the salary increase. Um, so uh, this is this should be the right way. So we, we should not always check international credits. We should also also develop our and draw the regional
0: So maybe again, I am hoping Patricia Dortmund is listening to this podcast. My friend is suggesting completely to change the philosophy. That maybe have more homegrown players because, I mean, I don't see Royce leaving. He's come from the academy. He won't leave. Yeah, he won't leave. So with these three guys as well uh, who are coming from the academy, I mean, why would you want them to leave? So instead of having players bought for cheap as young and then made stars or like potential stars and then selling them, why not focus on the academy? That's something that they could look into. And... That's about it, I guess. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to Nico's personal story as a Dortmund fan and also his opinions on various various topics like the chopping and changing of of the coaches, then the club, the philosophy, the identity of Dortmund. If you think we missed out on something, then kindly let us know, and maybe I get hold of him in four years' time. Sorry, in four months' time, <laughs> and then we can have another discussion with him. But of course, we do one more at the end of the year, Nico, at the end of the season.
1: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm in Yeah, sure. So thanks for thanks for the invite. All right, guys. Stay awesome. Stay cool. go so long. We will catch
0: you in the next episode. Cheers.